Welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me here today. It is April 13th, two days to tax day. Well, the old tax day, but we got a big show today. We're talking about how the growth stocks and some of the small stocks continue to struggle. We're talking about Bitcoin hitting an all-time high. Coinbase is on its way. We're going to talk about a stock that tells you how you should be patient. I have a great example. And then the whole show will be talking about chips. My favorite semiconductors right now, looking out the next couple of years. All this and more coming up right now on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. All right, folks, once again, this is Matt McCall. It is Tuesday, April 13th. Thanks for joining me. Every time I hear like April 13th, I get like the, the chills, the willies, because I feel like it's two days to tax day. You know, we extended it by a month, so we do have a month. But if you're trying to get in your 2020 uh, contribution for an IRA or Roth IRA, and you can always you know, have until April 15th of the following tax year, uh, you have only until April 15th. You didn't get an extension from that from what I saw. So if you're trying to get in a 2020 contribution, please get in and do that now. All right, folks, let's jump into it. Right now, we got the markets mixed uh, in, in a way that it's kind of all over the place. You have the NASDAQ leading away up about two-thirds of percent. The S&P basically flat up a little bit. You have the Russell 2000 down a half percent. Small caps continue to struggle. We have the Dow down about four-tenths of percent. Uh, so it's this rotation of money is all over the place. It's, it's kind of nuts what's going on here as of late. But as I just mentioned in the open, the kind of the smaller and the growth stocks are the ones that have gotten hit the hardest. Uh, you, you take a look at IWM, which we could take a look at here, which is the Russell 2000. ETF, and you can see that's really kind of struggled while the, a lot of the others have broken out. Qs are breaking out, spiders are breaking out, the Dow's just off an all time high. Uh, but then you see, you know, this, uh, the small ones that, that are struggling. So, you know, it's it, it's tough to, to kind of really see what's going to happen here um, going forward. But, but I will say this I, I still think uh, there's still huge uh, upside potential uh, in the smalls. Uh, caps, the growth companies, uh, there's opportunity. Uh, you have to just stick with the long term. We are not traders. We are not day traders. We do not care about what happens from day to day or week to week. We care, but at the same time, you need to think long term. You need to think patience. But before I get into talking semiconductors and chips, because that's a very important because of some of the news that came out with uh, NVIDIA yesterday, a stock we have for, uh, in, for our portfolio for our subscribers. I want to talk about two things. Bitcoin, I'll get to in a minute. But while we're on stocks, I want to talk about patience. And I'm going to show you a company that we have for clients at Penn Financial Group. And I wouldn't buy it here because I'm a, you're about to see why. But this is about patience, folks. This is a stock that we got into and it ran up big. Then it came down and had a rough couple of months there. It fell from uh, about 190 down to about 120. And then they finally announced that they had some really good news. Uh, the company's Novacure, NVCR. Uh, Novacure announced great news. It's up 44% now. It was up about 60% earlier. It's going to go all over the place today. I think we can probably get back around the 200s before the end of the day. Um, but, you know, what's happening here is they got good news uh, from the regulatory for uh, their um, uh, treatment of lung cancer. So the stock's up on the news. 
when it comes to medic medical stocks and specifically biotechs, you have to have extreme patience because you're you're investing in the potential of a product being approved and then be accepted by the market. This is something I love this company. And you can see it took a while. The patience is paying off. Uh, we're now up, I think, 75% or so in a position in less than a year. That's a great gain. Uh, will it take some off the table? I don't know. I'm going to analyze it. Again, I think it could bounce back. It's on a near lows of the day. Uh, but I think we could see the 200s uh, very easy for this company. So again, this is why you have to practice patience. Right in here, you know, people are thinking, oh, it's over. I can't wait. It's never getting back. I got to get out. Oh, my God. Yeah, you sold and, and you missed out on this big rally of over 40% today. So patience, folks, patience. Again, this is no by, by, by means any uh, buy recommendation. We bought this for some clients at Penn Financial Group, uh, my money manager firm, months and months ago, less than a year ago, but months ago. And uh, you know maybe we take some off the table and take a nice 75% gain. But again, I wanted to show you this because this is what pays off. This type of patience being in solid growth companies with high upside potential, it pays off. Uh, and you're going to have some that are up 75%, some that are down 50%, some that are up 800%, 1,000%, 10,000% if you hold on for many, many years. You don't know, but you have to give it time. You have to be patient and let it play out. And this is an example of that playing out. Now let's talk... Uh, Bitcoin, because how can we not talk Bitcoin uh, with Bitcoin breaking out to a new all time high right now? It's trading just over 63,000 folks. I've been saying when it breaks through 60, I think it's going to run at least 10 percent, if not up to 70. It blew through 60 in the last couple of days. We're already up 5 percent from there at 63 and change. Ethereum at an all time high uh, right now around 2262. Uh, man, some of our other uh, coins that we have for subscribers. Uh, the now really number three, you have Ethereum and Ethereum number two at two and three, but really the third biggest coin is now Binance coin at an $88.9 billion valuation. Uh, and we're up, I think, what, 30, 40, 35 X on it or something for our, uh, our, uh, our subscribers. And just I actually know this was in from April. So this is like in one year, one year, about 35 X your money. <laughs> Where else are you doing that? I mean, it's unbelievable. It's got to be all coins, folks. It's got to be in crypto. So um, for me, I, I still love cryptos. I may not chase here in a breakout, but on pullbacks, every time everybody's spooked out, that is one of the greatest times to buy. I love cryptos here. It is the future of technology. It's the next level um, of, of software. You look at a dollar breaking down, look at inflation going higher. And then we have coin tomorrow. Uh, Coinbase uh, is going to start uh, trading uh, in, for the, uh, the public tomorrow on the NASDAQ. Uh, Simple coin, C-O-I-N. Uh, Coinbase is going to be a valuation most likely over $100 billion tomorrow. So if you take a look at, at uh, Binance, for example, uh, I truly believe uh, Binance could more than uh, double from here at some point in the next couple of years if it has some valuation very similar to Coinbase because it is a... Um, exchange uh, where you can buy and sell Bitcoin and, and other coins uh, freely, just like Coinbase. And actually, as, uh, it's it's not as easy and as friendly and user-friendly uh, looking as Coinbase or Voyager or Gemini, let's say. But on Binance, uh, you have access to a lot more uh, coins and tokens. So I, I think Binance has huge upside potential. And a lot of people keep asking me, uh, clients, subscribers, friends, family, are you going to buy Coinbase tomorrow when it goes public? Uh, the short answer is no. Uh, the longer answer is I never buy IPOs the first day to start trading. They get all hyped up, especially hyped up ones like this. 
Could it go higher in the first couple of days? Yeah, I don't know, but it's gambling. I like to watch IPOs trade for at least uh, a couple of weeks, if not longer, usually a couple of months, and then see where the valuation is from there. And then at that point, consider uh, investing in it. But again, I, I, I never do it right off the bat. It's just too risky to me. So it's not something that, that I personally do. Again, could it go up? I don't know. It's just not something I do. All right, so let's get into the, to the meat of this show. And we're talking semiconductors. Uh, NVIDIA yesterday, let's pull this up. And NVIDIA to me is one of the greatest companies in the world. And um, we're about to see here in the chart, the big move it had yesterday and now breaking out up another 2.5% today to 622 to an all-time high. I got to tell you, there's something about NVIDIA that is just it's in everything. And the announcement yesterday was that it's going to be offering its first ever microprocessors, basically going after Intel, uh, in, in my opinion. But the company's already a play on some of my favorite and some of the greatest growth trends of the last few years and what I believe was going to be the roaring 2020s, the next 10 years plus. Data, gaming, cryptos, artificial intelligence, and auto industry plays in all those. It's amazing the exposure that this company has. It's a $386 billion company right now. This to me will be a trillion dollar company at some point. Uh, so you take it from here, it's about a little, not quite a three X or from here. So it's gonna be about 1800 bucks a share if I'm right. And you say, Matt, why, you know, why would you invest something that's already 622 hours a share? First of all, I don't care the share price. Uh, it's about the potential percentage gain from here. NVIDIA to me is just a great, great company. And it is powering some of the fastest growing, revolutionary, innovative technologies in the world. Let me go through these again. Gaming, data, crypto, artificial intelligence, and autos involved in all of it. And now it's offering microprocessors. I mean, it's unbelievable uh, when you just see the upside potential um, that is out there right now. Uh, they, they announced that their, their revenues um, tracking um, above what their outlook is, and that's for the first quarter fiscal year 2020, uh, 2022, uh, uh, which is coming up. Uh, it's amazing, you know, in this in, in this time where there's shortages on ships, uh, you're seeing they're tracking ahead of it. Um, they have their new Grace CPU, they're calling it. Uh, Grace is the name of it, um, CPU. Uh, it's it's based on the ARM platform. Uh, it's it's that that's a big thing. And autonomous driving uh, was a big topic during their investor day yesterday. Uh, and and you think about that, the autonomous driving trend. Uh, isn't really even here yet. If, if you want to use a baseball analogy, uh, we're still in warm-ups, folks. We're taking batting practice when it comes to AVs, self-driving cars, autonomous vehicles. So they're a player in that as well. And man, I just think about this and it's just, do you do I buy it because it's just run from 460 to 620? Maybe not today. I'm not telling you when to buy it or where to buy it or buy it at all. But I will tell you this, this is a company that must be on your radar. Uh, NVIDIA is one of those core holdings in my opinion and you, you think to yourself well you know again can it go any higher it's already 386 billion dollars uh let's consider facebook's about 885 billion dollars uh don't forget apple uh, right now is 2.23 trillion dollars uh microsoft is trading at 1.94 trillion dollars 
Uh, let's go overseas to Alibaba, $663 billion. Uh, Microsoft was trillion. If I said billion, I think I may have said back. It was, two, it was almost two trillion for, for Microsoft. Um, uh, Tencent Holdings overseas, China, $768 billion. And again, uh, you go to NVIDIA and it's less than 400. So it's much less than these other companies. And again, they're not in the same business. But then let's think about this. Uh, Intel's $264 billion company, where Intel's 384. Uh, then we look at, well, let's take a look at how it's valued. Well, we take a look at uh, NVIDIA, and it trades at a, at a forward PE ratio of 41 and change, a forward price of sales of 15 and change. Uh, you know, no, nothing's cheap there, but the peg ratio of 1.7, uh, which really isn't that high because it's got good growth potential. Uh, when I take a look here at NVIDIA future growth, 14% um, top line and bottom line is what they're looking at. Now let's pull up Intel. You know, again, trading not the same valuation, uh, but again, you look at where it's trading as far as growth potential. You want to know what Intel's growth estimates are for the next couple of years? I just told you NVIDIA's are 14 top line and bottom line percent annual. According to the, to the analysts here, this is going to blow your mind. Intel, negative 2.2 for revenue, negative 4.4 for earnings. Which company would you rather own, folks? The past or the future? The past or the future? I like to invest in the future. So keep an eye on, on, on NVIDIA. But that's leading me to semiconductors and chips. And so my question of the day is, and this is kind of a funny question, but I want everybody to comment below because I'm always interested in this. You know, my weakness is not sweets or stuff like that. Uh... I don't do drugs. It's I like a drink from time to time, but I don't have that type of vice. I tell you my one vice is if I sit down and I have one good potato chip, it's going to be tough for me not to eat the entire bag. So what is your favorite potato chip brand? And I'm going to have to go old school, which is a brand I haven't had in years. And did you know that there's a, you know, in Kentucky, there's the the, the bourbon trail. You could drive through a top stop at all the, the bourbon distilleries. You know, in Pennsylvania, where I grew up, there's the potato chip trail. <laughs> Google it. It's a map where you could drive through of all the great potato chip makers, kind of in Amish country. Well, one that I really liked growing up, and it came in a can. It comes in bags, too, but it came in a can, was Bickles. If anybody's ever heard of Bickles, B-I-C-K-E-L-S. Uh, that, that's my favorite. If I had to have a fallback, believe it or not, it is now a uh, publicly traded company, via spec, nonetheless. Uts. Look at this. I should have bought it because I love Uts. Invest in what you know, right? I should have bought the damn thing in more than enough time. I could have dealt with my money in seven, eight months. Uts. So put down below, comment, what is yours? What is your favorite chip? And then while we're on a topic of investing what you know, take a look at this yesterday and today. Up another what? 8% today. This is the SPAC MUDS that has announced the definitive agreement with TOPS trading cards. And I'm going to do a deep dive on this sometime this week. And I'm going to bring in some of my favorite TOPS cards. My Jerry Rice rookie card. My OJ Simpson rookie card maybe I'll bring in. I was a geek when it came to that stuff back in the day. I know this shit. I should have been investing at $10.50 when I pulled back. And I told you all I liked it last week. But now I left 30% on the damn table. So I'm waiting for a pullback to buy in. But man, oh man, invest in what you know. All right, so semiconductors. I got four stocks here for you. 
Let's take a look. Number one, this is a MTSI, probably not one you're familiar with. It's a $4 billion uh, company, so it's a, a mid-cap, if you will. Uh, Maycom Technology Solutions. Here's the long-term chart. I'm going to zoom out a little bit for you. Uh, as you can see, it's breaking out above a level that's pretty important. If you go back to 2017, uh, that was an all-time high. We're breaking above that, uh, now consolidating right below it. That's a pretty good sign to me in a long-term technical chart. This company is a play on uh, 5G infrastructure and the expansion of broadband. And why is that important? Well, you know the infrastructure bill that President Biden put out, uh, if that gets approved, and it will in some weird way, they'll, they'll move some stuff around, I'm sure. Uh, but one area that probably will stay and, and continue to get uh, hundreds of billions of dollars in the original that we see right now is the expansion of broadband uh, to rural areas of this country. A company like this, MTSI, would be a huge beneficiary of that. Uh, they did uh, revenue in their fiscal year 2020, uh, which uh, just ended recently of $530 million. Uh, this year, uh, their fiscal 2021, which we're in right now, $605 million. Uh, fiscal 2023, which ends in the middle of 2023. So that ends in about two years, $725 million. Earnings per share uh, in the next two years up to $2.42 a share. And you put a multiple on that you know, of 30, because that's, that's pretty realistic. Uh, we can do the math there. You're looking at a stock that's got probably 50% upside. So this is one I want to keep an eye just because it's playing into that infrastructure play, the 5G uh, broadband expansion, something that's needed and something that I think will happen. Next one is on semiconductor. Uh, this one is, is basically a play on the auto industry, uh, the future of transportation two things electric vehicles uh, has a lot they have a lot more semiconductors and chips in it uh, the other one is autonomous driving uh, self-driving cars avs if you will a lot more chips and a lot lot more chips in it on semi symbol on is a great play on that and let me zoom out on the chart here show you longer term as you can see, uh, it broke out above the high I had way back when I IPO'd in 2000, uh, trading just off an all-time high uh, that it hit just about uh, a week ago uh, when it broke above a bit of a W pattern there. That's a great breakout pullback. Boy, that looks fantastic. Um, $17.7 billion company. Uh, their revenue last year, $5.2 billion, looking to go up to about $7 billion in 2025. Uh, looking to make about a buck sixty-one this year, up to two thirty-eight in the next two years. Again, making 238, even if it trades at just 30 times sales, uh, or sorry, 30 times earnings, uh, you're looking at a stock that has huge upside, over 50% upside from here. Price of sales less than 3.0, peg ratio just above one. Uh, that means it's cheap. Uh, this is a company that is inexpensive, even though it's had a huge run. This is one just for, so you know, we do have four subscribers uh, in one of our newsletters here at Investor Place. And uh, we have been in this a little while. It's in our future of transportation portfolio. Again, nothing here is recommendation. This is all just sharing information uh, to you. Uh, and I'm not saying I would recommend buying it here, uh, but it's one that we've had for a while for subscribers. The next one to me, this is a blast from the past. Boy, I remember uh, I was in a stock probably many, many years ago. Uh, and this is Cree, C-R-E-E. -E. And it's kind of been off the radar of a lot of people recently. It's a $12.8 billion company. Uh, they make uh, RF power amps, which is a radio frequency power amps for 5G. So again, a play on 5G. Uh, they also have about a 60% share of a next-gen um, 
silicon carbide material. Uh, this material is very important for electric vehicles. So it's got a play on 5G and EVs, which I like. It's diversification. Uh, they had recently sold their LED business to another company I'll talk about in a minute. And uh, you're, you're seeing, a, a, we saw like a dip in the numbers for a few years. It, the numbers have come down and looks like they're going to stay down for a little. But I believe, and according to analysts as well, that this is a turnaround story. Even though the stock, you wouldn't know it's a turnaround story. It's, it's a turnaround story that we're going to start seeing next year in 2023 really take off both the top line and bottom line. Uh, revenue looked to double the next five years, even though it's going to dip here originally. Uh, by 2025, earnings per share over 250 um, so that that's nice there as well. So you're seeing, uh, to me, a bit of an opportunity longer term. Uh, I'll zoom out and show you kind of the Cree that I remember back in the day. And it's had several runs. I mean, look at the run it had in uh, 99, 2000. Had another one in 09 uh, into 2011. Had another one in 12 and 13. And now we're finally breaking out to an all-time high, which is quite fascinating because we tried two other times uh, to get above that 20, uh, 2000 high, I should say. And we finally broke above that. So to me, there's great support at 100 at that old to all time high. Uh, so you have a nice support level at, at 100. And as you can see, if you zoom in here, when we originally broke out above that 100, we tested it, we tested it, we tested it. Man, that's great. That, that From a technical perspective, this is really what we want to see. Uh, so that's great. So I, I like Cree here. And again, as I mentioned, they simply, uh, recently sold a business in uh, their LED business, which I'm going to talk about right now. So that's one to keep an eye on because it has exposure to two areas. Uh, as I mentioned, 5G as well as electric vehicles, EVs. The next one is a little bit smaller. You may not have heard of this one. This is one's called Smart Global Holdings. SGH is a symbol on this. Recent breakout last week above that $50 level, and I'll zoom out a little bit here for you too, show you a little bit longer term time frame on this one. And you see it's it's recently broken above the high from early 2018, IPO'd in 2017. And it's about a $1.3 billion company, so a little bit lower. Uh, they get their revenue from almost evenly three different areas. Uh, one is from memory, uh, similar to like Micron, if you will, uh, specialty compute and storage. Uh, and then a third comes from about Brazil. And at one point, about two thirds came from Brazil. They're moving away though. About 60%, as I mentioned, came from Brazil recently. They're moving away from it. Uh, and they're also expanding because they other company that bought uh, Creed's LED business as well. I, I look at this as a, as a bit of a memory play and similar to Micron MU, which we might be familiar with. But you look at revenue and 1.1 billion uh, in 2020 last year and up to nearly 2 billion in 2023. So it's years from now. And remember, I just mentioned that the company is trading at it right now a $1.3 billion valuation. So you're looking at a company that right now, uh, in in 2020, 2020, I should say, uh, let me pull up the numbers to be sure. Yeah, 2020, $1.14 billion uh, it did. So it's trading at 1.1 uh, price of sales, cheapest of the group so far, much cheaper than semiconductor group overall. And you're looking at about $2 billion by 2023. You look at the earnings uh, area by 2023, we're looking uh, price uh, earnings per share, um, man, about six bucks in 2023. Let's put a 20 multiple on that. And that's stupid low. That's $120 stock. 
So there's something mispriced here to me. I, this is one I think that's flying on a radar. Small cap stock, 1.3 billion. This is one I think that has to go on a radar. Uh, and you can see here recently just taking off uh, on some good news. But man, oh man, these are where you're gonna find these, these ideas because as much as I love the NVIDIAs of the world, you take a look at some of these other and you start thinking to yourself, huh, what just happened here? Why is this taking off? Why is nobody out there talking about smart global holdings? Huh. You know, they so they forecasted better than expected um, earnings and net sales uh, for fiscal third quarter. And that, that just came out last week. And that's why you see that big rally breaking out to a new all-time high. The company now sees adjusted uh, Q2 earnings being up 67.3% to 87 cents a share. Um, that's, that's, that's impressive. The street was looking for 80 cents and looking for net sales coming at 304, 304 million versus uh, the estimates 295.58 million. Uh, that's an increase of about 12% year over year. Um, man, it's just, you know, the CEO came out, his name is Mark Adams. He said the intelligent platform solutions business, uh, it used to be referred to, especially compute and storage, which I just mentioned, uh, those sales grew about 30% quarter over quarter. As I mentioned, it makes up about a third. And they're now, it says when being coupled with a newly acquired Creed LED, again, I mentioned they, they coupled that shows the progress of growing and diversifying the company. Um, and then for the third quarter, uh, they project net sales and adjusted earnings to be in the range of uh, 400 to 430 million and earnings per share $1 to $1.20. Again, above, well above estimates because the estimates for that quarter, this next quarter, they were looking for the street 314 million only and only 90 cents a share. You could see why it broke out, but man, it's still cheap in my opinion uh, when you look at the upside potential in this company. Man, oh man. I mean, this is this is what I love about the stock market because there's thousands of companies out there, so many that aren't people aren't talking about. They talk about Apple and all this stuff. I saw a headline recently and said, uh, this new uh, ETF, and it's, I think there was some type of tech ETF, um, and, and the way they made it sound, uh, it, it sounded like it, was, it had some really cool stocks in it. I looked at the top holdings. It was a BlackRock ETF. I don't know if I could find it. It was something I read recently. Brought in the most money ever off the bat, top holdings, Microsoft, Apple. It's like, come on, man. That's the, that's the NASDAQ. That's the S&P 500. Why are people pouring money at that? It, it's, it's crazy to me. Um, it's just, it's, there, there's no new ideas out there. And, 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 oh, here it is. Okay, this was four days ago. BlackRock scores the biggest ever ETF launch with its new ESG fund. ESG, my butt. Um, so it came out, and the symbol is LCTU, BlackRock ETF Trust. So you can see it just started trading, okay? Well, investors put in $1.25 billion off the bat into the BlackRock U.S. Carbon Transition Readiness ETF. Oh, it's so green of you, BlackRock. It's supposed to, it just sounds so amazing, doesn't it? Well, let me tell you the holding. Just I'll, I'll tell you what they really are. I just threw, I threw them out there from off what I remember. These are the holdings, folks. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, which is Google, Facebook, another thing of, of Alphabet, which is Google, Tesla, and Berkshire Hathaway, and JP Morgan. Holy shite. And Medtronic wraps out the top 10. That is the ESG. No, that's the S&P 500 fund. So basically, they're telling you, 
Everything in the S&P 500 is ESG. Remember those lists. Now I'm going to read you off the top holdings of the Spiders S&P 500 ETF. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Alphabet, Alphabet, Tesla, Berkshire Hathaway, J.P. Morgan, Johnson Johnson. There's one that's different. But it's just, they, they made it sound BlackRock, the great marketers that they are. Keep in mind, most people in my business are complete bullshit artists, marketers. They wouldn't know the stock or a chart if it ran them over. This is such BS. It's this ESG fund, great for the environment. It's the same damn thing as the S&P 500. It's unbelievable, the, 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 the stuff that goes on. Anyway, I, I, that wasn't even planned, that little rant, but I got it in there anyway. Let's take a look where we're at. We're up about one, not even a tenth of a percent. We're kind of flat here on the spiders. Uh, let's take a look at the NASDAQ 100 here, the Qs. Uh, we're up about six tenths of a percent, a little off the highs here, but still at an all-time high. Uh, I got to tell you, folks, I still think this market looks great. I know a lot of the high-flying stocks have pulled back, some of the EVs. Um, it, it's okay. Use some of this as an opportunity to buy. Uh, that's what we're doing. That's what we're going to continue to do. Uh, but again, you know, uh, stick with this stuff. Uh, stick with Moneyline. Don't forget to comment below. What are your favorite chips? I got a 1 and I got a 1A. I got Bickles and I got Uts. And Uts, you could buy. Tops, you could buy as your, and, and as your sports card. And if you're a sports card geek like me, tell me what your best sports card you got. Mine are mostly football cards because I think football is a much better sport than baseball. But uh, yeah. All right, folks. Tomorrow, big Coinbase IPO. Friday, I won't be in the office. As of now, I'm going to be in Chicago. But hell, I may change my flight and go somewhere else. A little bit warmer. Weather doesn't look good. But I'll be somewhere or not. I'm flying somewhere. If you have any ideas where I should fly this weekend, I'm leaving Friday somewhere. Let me know where to go. Maybe I'll meet you there. If you promise to buy me a nice steak and a bottle of wine, I'll meet you there. Actually, I'd buy it. But anyway, have a wonderful Tuesday. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Be safe. Be smart. Smile. Tell somebody you love them. Spread the love. And let's enjoy ourselves. I'm Matt McCall, and that was your Money Line. The Money Line with Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.